Happy birthday, Hope Church. Just two years ago, we started Hope Church. A lot can happen in two years. In two years, we have seen God do immeasurably more than we can imagine or even think. At Hope Church, numbers matter because we believe that every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story matters to God. It is our desire to love and to serve this community in a great way until everyone knows about Jesus. This past year, we were able to launch our first ever Serve Day. At our Serve Day, we were able to partner with our fire departments here in Ocoee and Winter Garden and feed all six stations. We were able to partner with Matthew's Hope and to be a part of what they're doing with the homeless community right here in our city. And we were able to package through Feeding Children Everywhere over 10,000 meals and all those meals were paid for by Hope Church because of your generosity and distributed right here in our community. We have now supporting four missionaries. Those missionaries are spreading the gospel all around our country. We now have 13 community groups and over 60% of our church is involved in a community group in homes all across our city. Over the past two years, we have been able to help through our partnership with our 100 life-giving churches all across the country. We've been able to baptize 40 people to go public with their faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm very excited to let you know we have seen over 150 people make a decision to follow Jesus Christ right here in this church. Church, we aren't done yet. God's not done. There's so much more for us to do. And we believe the best is yet to come. We love you guys, church, and um, I get to get up here every um, Sunday morning at about 9.45, and I talk to all of our team that's serving, our, our dream team, and every week I get to thank them. Today's a little bit different. Um, today's a little bit more special because we've made it, we made it two years, and um, uh, one of my good friends walked in today. He goes, man, I lost a 1000 bucks." and I was like, why? He goes, I never thought you'd make it this long, <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, bro. Awesome, you know, and I'm like, I'm here because of you, you know, and so, uh, man, we're just... You know, I, I kind of feel like I'm excited about, um, I feel like I'm, I just want a, a, a Grammy, you know, and I'm supposed to give this awesome speech, and you guys know I don't give awesome speeches, but I just want you guys to know we're thankful for you guys. We love you guys, and, um, and this, is, this is the dream for us. People say, hey, how's your, what's, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm living the dream. I'm doing what I love to do, and it's, get, it's connecting people um, to other people, and it's connecting people to Jesus, and so we're, we're just glad that, um, we're glad that you guys trust us, that you guys are on the journey with us. If it's your very first time here today, uh, we want you to know um, there won't be any Krispy Kreme next week, and we're sorry for that. <laughs> I know you're like, oh, these churches and the whole bait and switch thing, that wasn't a bait and switch thing, that was for our people, like we're just glad. And so if you're here today and, and it's your first time again, we want you to know, here, we're going to tell you where we've been, but we're really excited about where we're headed and um, how you can be a part of what, what God's going to do in this city and uh, the greater things that God has planned for us. Um, I, uh, I, I, when I started this church, I, there's two guys in this room in here today that really just kind of helped direct me and kind of shape me. Number one is my father-in-law. I wouldn't be here without him today, and he helped me, and he's equipped me and helped me do a lot of things. And my other friend, my other friend in here somewhere, John Eric, and um, he's the one that made the $1,000 bet. I don't want to sell him out, but he did. And um, I'm just kidding. And, um, and he, he led us to this organization and, and helped partner with us. And I was talking to my father-in-law yesterday, and he was naming off names of people, um, a lot of your names. And he said, man, you got really lucky when you got them to come to your church, or God's really blessed your church because of that family. And, 
And um, so I'm just glad that you guys are all here today. And um, there's, a, there's a group of people that I would, I would be remiss. There's a, a group of about 30 or 40 people. I brought a picture of them with me um, that helped us start this church. And um, that group of people, um, I'll, I'll forever be indebted to that group of people because without them, we couldn't have, we couldn't have done what we did. And it's a rough group. <laughs> And, um, but you know what I'm saying? Beggars can't be choosers. You know what I'm saying? It's like coming to church here with me. You just, you just I'm what you get. And so this team of people, uh, um, a, a lot of that team is, is still here today. Um, they say that you'll typically lose after the first year, 80% of your team will leave your church and go somewhere else because they're just entrepreneurs. They're just groundbreaking people. And so um, I like the, I'm thankful that 80% of our team actually stayed and only 20% left. Some of them left because they didn't like listen to me preach for 30 minutes, apparently, uh, Fraley. And then the, I think some of them moved because they moved across town. And some of them moved out of state. And so, um, but what I want to know this is that I'm thankful for this team, but I'm also thankful for our dream team of people that have helped us where we were. They helped us launch, this team helped us launch this church and helping us keep it going. And um, I learned a lot from this team. And, um, and God has God has done immeasurably more. That, that, team is, um, it, that team was running our church for six months, and now it takes that many people now to run this thing on Sunday mornings. And so um, we're just thankful that God would allow us and God would use us to be a part of loving and serving the city. Um, <clears throat> I got a lot to share and a, and a little bit of time to, to share with you guys today, but I'm, I'm thankful, man, that we, that we have four, four missionaries that a church our size can, can package and, 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 and because of your generosity, be able to package 10,000 meals that stayed right here in Central Florida is amazing to me. That we have 13 groups. I looked over at Josh and it said something about 60% and, and those numbers were last. We, we launched two more groups this week. One had 19 in it and another one um, starts uh, this Tuesday night. Another group started this morning. So we'll be somewhere close to 65, 70% of our church will be in a life-giving community um, that we've baptized 40 people. is incredible to me. And um, that we've helped start 100 churches is incredible. Most churches um, only worry about the church that they have, but we're anticipating that we're going to start more churches and be a part of more churches. Next week, um, Anchor Church will launch right across town in Maitland, Florida, and and we want to be a part of more churches and launching more churches. And... um, and uh, I'm just thankful for that. And just that we've seen over 150 people give their life to Christ is only um, nothing short of a miracle of God. And um, only God could be, what we've done, what God has done in this short, two short years, only can be said that God did it. And um, it can't be, we can't look at the ourselves and say, oh, man, look what we did. And we just can't do that. that. That we've been able to bring on Josh to lead our community groups has been been a blessing. And Maggie's on our team and that our team is growing. And, and we just recently got to bring on Adam and he's been helping us out. And Nick helping us out with our youth ministry. And so many people have come alongside of us, these guys that are on our team and part-time team. And just really helping us advance the gospel. All of us have the same vision. That's just to see more people come to know Christ as their Savior. And to see lives change forever. For that, I'm forever forever uh, grateful. If you have a Bible, turn to uh, Numbers chapter 13. And I'm also thankful for the butlers because they have these off, they always give us awesome photo booths. I would come to this church just for the photo booths. I'm, I'm be honest with you, you know. And so um, I'm thankful for them. And I'm thankful for all of you guys. I wish I could go down the list and, and, and name every single name for all the people I'm thankful for. I'm just thankful for all of you guys. And if you're a visitor today, I'm thankful for you. Like, I don't even know you yet. But uh, I don't really believe in strangers. I believe in just people that I haven't got to meet yet and become friends with yet. And so if you're here, um, I got room for some more friends, and we got room for more friends. There's more, uh, more room for more people at our table. And uh, you don't have to look like us. You don't have to act like us. You don't have to talk like us. You don't have to smell like us. But you can come to the table and do life with us, and there's always more room. I was talking to Diana today. I'm like, hey, I want to buy us a new table because we just don't really have enough room at this table. It's a big table. Um, my dad's here. And... Uh, <clears throat> 
<clears throat> no one would have noticed you. It's very dark in here today. No one would have noticed you, but you just kind of snuck right in there and set a record for your lateness today. And uh, <laughs> all that matters is that you're here. Yeah, yeah. It's all about progress, right, Derek? You know what I'm saying? We don't want perfection. We just want progress here. And so it's great. Uh, uh, we've finally got our in-laws to show up on time, and now my dad, he's just going to hold it down for me. And so I'm proud of him. Um, we're... Uh, <clears throat> We're going somewhere, and uh, we want to invite you in on it with us. And uh, today we, we mentioned to you that today we've got a big announcement. I'm, I'm very excited to share with you guys in just a few moments kind of where we're headed and what God's going to do um, through you guys, through you. And if you're sitting here today thinking, well, this isn't for me. This isn't my church. Um, it could be your church. There's more room for you. This isn't my vision. It could be your vision. This isn't, this isn't my home yet. It could be your home. You ever walk into a place, you're like, man, it just feels good from day one. Um, it just feels like, yeah, man, we're hoping today you, you've experienced it. Like, hey, I could, I could go with these guys. I could run with these guys. I met a, a friend this week at, at CrossFit, and, and um, he used to be a pastor at a church across town. And I said, you need to come visit my church. And, and um, I, he'd been a pastor for a long time. And I just said, you can just come sit in our church and sit in the back and you can count all my errors in my theology. And, um, and I said, just come and sit and laugh and, 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 and you know, and, and, and just and pray for me because I'm, you know, and just trying to figure it out still. And I said, you just come sit and be comfortable and just, and do nothing. And, and hopefully that'll be an encouragement to you. So I'm, I'm glad he's here today. And a lot of new faces that I've been able to invite. Some of you guys are my friends or new friends and good to see you back from last week. You guys came back like week two and like when you come one week and we meet outside with no electricity, I typically wouldn't go to a church the next week. Like, like they can't even afford the electric bill, you know what I'm saying? But we had a church outside, and you guys came back the very next week. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for you that you guys came back, and um, there's a lot of faces here today that I'm glad to see here today. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk today for a few moments um, about grapes and giants. Grapes and giants. You're like, oh, it's, it just got weirder. And um, grapes and giants. So if you have a Bible, flip over to um, Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13, I want to share with you guys a, a very, very, very awesome passage of Scripture just very briefly today. And um, it's an awesome passage of Scripture. I've never preached this before. If you, if you come, typically I'm in the New Testament, and I'm talking about God's grace, and I'm talking about what he wants to do in our lives. And, and very, very few times will you see me land in the Old Testament because I'm really not smart enough to understand all of it. And so I'm, this passage is pretty simple. I think I, can, I think I can exegete this passage of Scripture or explain it to you guys in a way that makes sense to you guys today. And so, but I want to talk to you guys around the fact about the grapes and the, di- grapes and the giants. The grapes and the giants. Um, I, I got a couple things I want to put on the screen for you today, and this isn't one of them, but if you'd kind of write down this and kind of maybe in your mind write down this fact, this right here, that vision determines your destination. Vision determines your destination. Vision determines your destination. I've been able to sit um, around a visionary, which is my father-in-law, and, and listen to, to vision um, for a, a long time. And um, uh, one thing I want to say to you, uh, to Diana's dad, I call, him every, I call him all these kinds of names, but here's what I realized. I used to sit on staff with Derek, my brother-in-law, who owns a roofing company. If you need a roof, he'll do a good job for you. And uh, then my, my father-in-law, and, and uh, one thing, I don't know if we've ever said this in front of, in front of our boss, it was our boss back then, but Derek, whenever we would have a day like two years, Pastor David said, that's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome. And he would, he would clap for us. You know what I'm going to say already, don't you? He, we would clap for like 30 seconds, and he goes, okay, guys, but now we got to go. And Derek would say, Dad, we got to celebrate more. 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 And I'm like, yeah, Derek, tell your dad we need to celebrate more. We need to celebrate more. And you know what I found in myself? Hey, we celebrated for 30 seconds, Derek. I'm ready to go again. You know, and I, I get it. And you, you want to know why we get excited? You want to know why we, I, I realized it today. I'm in my car, and, and Dinah calls me as I'm in the parking lot leaving. She goes, you can't go anywhere. Trip is almost ready. 
and I wasn't planning on bringing him. She's like, but he wants to go with you. And I'm like, I got to stay. And so he goes, but you know what I realized in the car? I'm like, man, why did he always celebrate for just a moment and then say, hey, let's keep on going. And John Eric's here today. He can relate. We were like, celebrate, celebrate. Awesome, awesome. Okay, now let's keep going. And I realized why he kept on going. Today it hit me in my, in my truck on the way here with my out, with my out front headlight. And um, I realized this. The reason why we don't celebrate for a long time is because there's, there's, a re, there's a reality out there that there's people that are dying and going to a real place called hell. And you can't sit around and wait for much longer because the eternity happens for people all the time. For the people all around the world, all these natural disasters are happening. Eternity happened for them now. They're already in eternity. And because eternity is real, heaven is real, and heaven, hell is real, we got to get out there. We don't have time to celebrate for a long time because I, here's what I realize. We can celebrate when we get to heaven. Because when we get to heaven, everyone there already knows Jesus. So we're going to celebrate when we get there. So while we're here on this earth, we're going to celebrate for a little bit, and then we're going to keep on going. And I also realize this. If you celebrate for too long, you could think it was all about you. If you celebrate for too long, look what we did, God. God, look what we did, God. And God's like, man, you guys just are getting started. You guys weren't the people that turned the world upside down. I already wrote the book, and it's, those guys are in the book of Acts. You guys got, there's more to do. There's, the best is yet to come. There is further. If you're here today and, and, and you're, you're not dead, thank God. But we say this, if you're not dead, God's not done. There's so much more out there, so we can't celebrate for too long because if not, we'll get stuck in this pattern right here. And when you get stuck in a pattern like this, you'll be part of the statistic that say that 85% of churches are in plateau or decline. Because they were patting themselves on their back for year one and year two and year three. And what happens is if you do something for something for so long, you get stuck in that position like this. How awkward do I look right now still patting myself on the shoulder? I hope it looks awkward because it feels awkward. But the reality is this, that you can pat yourself for so long and it becomes your normal. You're just always patting yourself on the back. You'll do it for years. And I just believe that God's got so much more for us. There's a group of people in the Bibles in Numbers chapter 13 that God gave this man a vision and, and it kind of it determined their destination. And I want you to know in here today that God's got a destination for you. And maybe today he's going to put the vision in your heart. And, and you know, I, I, I rode around on Diana's dad's vision for a long time. And he said, hey, Wes, someday you're going to get your own vision. You're going to go out there and do your own vision. And now I'm here doing my own vision, the vision that God gave me. And I sat with John Eric a few weeks ago. And he said, hey, bro, your vision's not big enough. You need to get a bigger vision. And I'm like, man, that was pretty exhausting just explaining to you my vision. He's like, no, you, you need more. you you got to go further. There's, there's more out there. You've got to push. There, there's a reality of, of heaven and hell. You've got to tell more people about Jesus. You've got to tell more people about Jesus. And so I'm reading the story in the, in the passage of Scripture that I'm going to read to you guys. Numbers chapter 13. There are, a pe- there are a people group in the Bible called the children of Israel. And they're God's chosen people. And what, what it would be like to be God's chosen people. And we go on and realize in the Old Testament, the ch- God's chosen people all these, these Israelites, these, these children of Israel, that's, that's the people that he chooses to love and to pour into and encourage. And because of them, he's, the whole lineage has happened through this children of Israel. And the gospel spread through this children of Israel. And, and, the, and the church in the Old Testament, the, the vision has spread because of this church, this group of people called the children of Israel. Well, God gave this one of, this, one of the guys in this, this thing, the leader, he gave Moses a vision. And I learned this a while ago, but God always gives a man a vision. He always gives a man a vision or, or a woman a vision. And he, when, if he gives you a vision, he'll equip you to actually follow through with the vision. So if you're here today and you've gotten a vision, you're like, man, God's gave me this great vision. I was sitting down with my dad right before we launched a church two years ago. And he goes, God gave me this vision. And he goes, and I don't know how I got the vision, but God gave me this vision. And I'm, now I'm starting to see it come out. 
to play out. I'm actually doing this vision. This vision of this church, I see Tyler and Jen Ponson here today and, and Erica and Abner and even Stephen. Tyler was one of the first kids I ever met in Orlando, Florida. He taught me to love to love water and we hung out a lot and we went on mission trips together. We've been all, all around the world together and, and now they're adults and now they're married. Now they're opening up their home and letting more people hear about Jesus. But we talked about starting a church a long time ago, but it was just a crazy idea. It was one of those things where it was like, man, that'd be cool if... And so to see that now coming and now it rolling out, it, God's given me this vision and, and he's put it in my heart and, and I can see the vision and, and I'm now today I'm going to say the vision and I believe that as together as a whole we can go on, we can actually seize the vision. We can go out there and we can take it together because I know this, that we is greater than me. We is greater than me. So God gives this vision to this, to this guy named Moses. Hey Moses, here's where we're going. And it's this place called the promised land. It's this place that it's going to be awesome. It's going to be incredible. You're going to love it. It's, God's going to do I'm going to show you how to get there. If I've given you a vision, I'm going to equip you to help you go out and take that vision. I'm going to help you go out there and seize, seize that vision. If you're an entrepreneur in here today, I look around the room and I see plenty of you guys in here saying God's giving you a vision to go out and start this company. And you're not going to stop until you get it. God put it in your heart. He's going to help you. He's equipped you to do it. In Numbers chapter 13, the very last part of this, they, Moses says, hey, guys, I'm going to get 12 guys. I want you guys to go check out Winter Garden and see if it's going to work. I want you to go and see this land and see if it's as good as God says it's going to be. Go see if you can accomplish what we want to accomplish. Go see if you can go and, go tell me what it looks like. Go tell me what it smells like. Go tell me what it looks like, what the landscape's like. Go let me know if there's water there. Let me know if there's food there. I want to know if we can go in there. Go let me know if there's any problems there because, because we know that there could be some problems. There could be some obstacles. I want you to go there. I want you to find out everything you find out about this area. And here's what they come back with, these, these 12 scouts. After exploring the land for 40 days... That was a long survey trip. It took them 40 days. There's just something significant about this number 40. You'll, you'll get it in just a moment. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men came back. They returned. And to Moses and Aaron and the whole community of Israel and Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran, they reported to the whole community what they had seen, and they showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report. Here it was right here. Okay, real simple. God says, hey, here's your vision. Here's where I want you to go, and I want you guys to go check it out. These guys go check it out. Moses was going there. Moses didn't need to check it out, but the people were kind of scared. Sometimes people get scared. Would you nod your head if you've ever been scared before? You've ever been scared before? Well, people get scared, and, and a lot of times when you take your eyes off God, it's easy to get scared. And sometimes when your eyes are on God, probably you still can be scared. But they get scared. They said, all right, Moses, I'm interested. I, I want to go. I'm down. But let's just go check it out just in case. Let's go and kind of survey the land and see if it's good or if it's bad. And they came back and he said this, <clears throat> we returned, we entered the land that you sent us to explore. And it's indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit that it produces. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and they're fortified. And we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalek, the the Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, they live in the hill country. They're giving a detailed report. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan River. I think he's basically saying this. Even if we were going to go there, it's going to be hard to get there. Even if we're going to start a church, even if God's giving you a vision, it's going to be hard. Even if God's giving you a vision to, to have healthy relationship, it's going to be hard to get there. Even if God's giving you a vision to have healthy finances, it's going to be hard to get there. Even if God's giving you a vision to go start a business, it's going to be hard to get there. 
It's going to be difficult to get. There's going to be some, there's going to be some challenges there, he says. This, this is going to be kind of hard. Verse 30 says this, but Caleb tried to quiet the people down, and he said, let's go at once to take the land. We certainly can do this. We can do this. He said, we can, we can conquer this thing. We can, we can handle these guys. This is not too big for God. Let's get in. There's two spies, and two of them are saying, hey, we got this. Ten are saying, no way. We're not going in there. But two are saying, we can do this. We can conquer these guys. We can accomplish this. You guys be quiet. Don't talk about the negative. There's, there's a few positive things in there. There was some really, really good milk there. There was some really, really good honey there. The fruit was huge. I mean, the fruit was incredible. I mean, the grapes were really, really, really big there, he says. Verse 31, he says, but the other men who explored the land with him disagreed. We cannot go up against them. <clears throat> They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we travel through and explore will devour anyone who goes to live there. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought we looked like too. Two guys came back and said, hey, let's go. Let's do this. I'm, I'm ready. We can conquer these guys. And ten of them are saying, absolutely not. No way. It's harder. It's too hard. It's hard. It's impossible. We're not going to be able to make it. The giants are there, and we had to go through the water, and there's going to be people there. And, and if you've been in church for a while, there's a guy by the name of Goliath. He goes, hey, some of his relatives were there. Goliath's relatives were there. Not just Goliath, but his relatives were there. And, and, and I don't know that we can go against him. It sounds a little bit difficult. We're going to have to cross through some waters. We're going to have to build some boats. We're going to have to conquer some giants. we got a lot going on. It looks good, parts of it, but parts of it look bad. And we're going to focus on all the bad things. How many of you guys in here, you know someone that they focus on the bad things? Just kind of give me one of these. If they're next to you, don't raise your hand. That's not a good idea. But you, you know a negative thinking expert, you know. And, and maybe if you're married in here today, maybe usually one of you guys are more optimistic. One of you guys are more pessimistic. Or if you have a friend in here today and they're your best friend, they're probably your best friend because you're really positive And maybe they might be negative and vice versa. But you, you look at sometimes we go through life and we see really, really big things. And we're like, oh, that's too hard. We can't do it. Those giants are really, really big there. The water's really, really big there. Man, that sounds impossible, Wes. I, I can't do that. Or... I remember when we launched this team, people would say, Wes, we're really not qualified. I don't really have a whole lot to offer. I don't think you really want me. I don't really have a whole lot. I can't really do much, Wes. And uh, I'm not very friendly, Wes. Or, you know, I, I, I can't really lift a lot of things. But I, I, I think I can. I think I can. And I would find the one thing. I would say, hey, we can do this. We can conquer these people. I realize this. The harder, the harder something is, usually the greater the reward. The harder something is, usually the greater the greater reward. So I want to give you a couple things. I think some of you guys in here today, God's going to remind you today of your dream that you have. And because God's put a dream in all of us in here today, and maybe you haven't seen the, your dream yet, maybe it's coming. For me, it unfolded at, at several coffees with several men in my life, and I went to some guys in my life, and they said, hey, what about this, what about this, what about this? And, and my, my dream began to unfold that. I sat with Diana, and, and I would be remiss to, to say thanks to Diana. I wouldn't be here without Diana, but we sat and we talked about a church and what it would look like and what it would feel like and what it would smell like. And I realized that everyone here has got a dream, and I, I'm thankful to have a wife that's going to go along on this dream with me and, I think she'll go almost anywhere with me, and I think the toughest thing we've done thus far is started church. It's, it's been the most rewarding, but it's also really, really tough, and, but it's been a blast. But I realize this. Everyone here has a dream. 
I was talking to my friend in here the other day, Clay, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's one of my businesses. And, oh, yeah, that's one of my other businesses. And I'm like, man, this guy's got multiple businesses. And I'm like, man, God's put a dream in him. God's equipped him with some tools and abilities. And I want you to know in here today, you don't have to have this. I don't want you to have the same abilities that I have, and I don't want to have the same abilities that you have. And whatever you got, God can use. You're like, Wes, what if I'm not? Then, then you're not. I, 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 my friend Matt, I don't know where he's at, but I, Matt posted a video day of one of his friends sitting down in a, in a sit-down ski. And I realized you can sit down. I realized, man, I thought skiing, you, 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 most people, it's, it, it makes sense to ski on, on, on two skis. But, and, and I see Whitney out there on, on one ski, and, and I see this young man today that I met today. He's actually sitting down skiing. But I realized there's multiple ways to do a lot of things. There's multiple ways to do a lot of things. And I want you guys to know that God's put greatness in all of you in here today. And I realized this. Here's what I realized. I, I was preaching a, a few weeks ago, and I was actually talking about, I was talking about Whitney. And if I compare myself to Whitney and her craft, I realize I'm not that great. But probably if Whitney compares herself in my craft, then Whitney would probably would say, I can do that better than him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she would say, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not that great. And, and Cole's here today, and Cole's a great water skier. And if I compare myself to those guys, and then, I, I, then I could say I'm not that great. But I know for me, if I do what God's called me to do, then that God put greatness in me. If I compare myself to myself, then I'm doing pretty good. If I compare myself to what God's, if I do what God's called me to, then I'm doing what God's called me to. That, that is greatness. But what happens is I can doubt my greatness if I'm comparing my greatness to Whitney's greatness. And I can doubt my greatness if I compare myself to Scott and Kelly's greatness. But God put greatness in them, and they got to run their lane. Scott is really, really good, a really, an awesome and, and high-level firefighter. I can't, if I compare myself to being what he does, I can't do what he does. I don't, I don't want to do what he does. It scares me, you know. Crying myself to sleep at night. I can't do what he does. If you compare yourself to other people, and then you're like, oh, I'm not that great. But if you look to God and look what God says, what God says about you and what God's put in you, then you realize that there actually is some greatness, greatness in you. But here's what I want you to know about your dream and about, about your vision that God has. I want to give you two quick things. I want you to know this. Number one, new levels, new devils. New levels, new devils. I heard T.D. Jake say that phrase a couple of times. And I've, heard it, I've, I've heard it used a handful of times. But if you're going to seize the vision that God has for you, you need to know this, that there's new levels new devils. It's just going to be reality. The haters, I, I feel like this, the harder that it is and the more committed that you get and you, the more excited that you get and the higher you go, the more haters that show. The higher that you go, the more haters, haters that show. Diana posted this week of an article that the, the newspaper wrote about me and, 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 I, and, I, and I wrote about us when we started church two years ago and I realized this, that we've gained some friends along the way, but I realized this, the higher we go or, or the more people that we reach, the more people that dislike you and, and people like you as long as, I heard John Eric tell me this one time, but people like you sometimes as long as you're not doing better than, than them. And I want you to know if you're going to be a part of the vision that God has for you, or if you're in the middle of your life, and you, some of you guys in your day, you're thinking, Wes, it's too hard. And I want you to know if you're going to go to a new level, there's going to be new devils. And you think, man, it's hard, Wes. It must not be, God must not be in it. Hey, if it's hard, why don't you trust God and maybe he actually is in it? Because maybe God's trying to teach you in here today that you can't go where God wants you to go by yourself, but you actually have to go with some people and you have to go with God. And you can go a lot further with God than you can go on your, on your own. I was talking to Kristen and Travis last night, and are they back yet? It's like a raise your hand if you're back yet. Oh, there they are. They took one of their kids to the doctor this morning. Like they came here, set the photo with them, and took a kid to the doctor. I'm like, that's committedness, you know, and I'm proud of them. I would just give my kid NyQuil and say, take a nap, you know, and Robitussin, and it works for everything. But I want you to know, we were talking about this last night, but whenever there's, whenever there's opportunity, there's always opposition. Am I right? Wherever there's opposition, there's, there, whenever there's opportunity, there's going to be opposition. 
There's just, there's just going to be, when you go and you do things that God's called you to do, or when you do things, I wrote this, when you want to make your marriage better, there's another devil. When you want to come early, when you want to come early and you want to serve church, your alarm clock doesn't go off. Or there's another devil. Or if you want to be generous, there's another devil called a flat tire or something situation comes up or a down wash machine or a down dryer. If you want to be a better parent, Jesus, I don't want to be. There's a new devil. If you want to serve in church, there's a new devil. If you want to start being a part of this thing that we call the church, and watch this, another, another devil. If you want to try to break away from some unhealthy things, watch another, another devil. Because there's new levels. There's new devils. I love what these guys said. Hey, the grapes are huge. <laughs> these guys look silly. They, they actually had to, I, I can imagine um, you and I, Matt, being the two scouts. And I'm not sure why I'd partner us up with each other. <laughs> we would get distracted for sure. We'd be talking about leadership or something, and I don't know. But I can see me and Matt today, and no, I don't, I don't want to go with Matt. I want to go with his son, Shibs. He's 10, and his nickname is Shibs. And you can just imagine, with a kid, if a kid has a nickname, Shibs, <laughs> he's a handful. I can imagine me and Shibs, and we got this long pole, and we've got drapes. The, the grapes are so big, not one person can handle it. It's two people, and I would take Shivs because he has a drone. He would just follow us around, and we would laugh a lot, but I could see how silly they were. Joshua and Caleb walking back with how these grapes, or these other spies with these grapes, it looks silly. The, these things are huge. The grapes are huge. And the other guy's like, well, what about the giants? New levels, new devils. You know what I'm, you know what I'm thinking? If the grapes were big, Lee, how much bigger could the T-bone steaks have been? Come on. Like, if the grapes were big, the steak had to be bomb. Like, it had to be incredible. Like, the ribs, we had guys night this past week on Monday night, and it was a full rack of ribs for a half price. Why wouldn't you get a full rack of ribs, you know? Unless you want a Zinger Mountain Melt, which Zinger Mountain Melts, I think they're going to serve those in heaven. But here's what I want you to know. They were like, hey, look how big the grapes are. Look how big the grapes are. And they're like, well, what about the giants? There's always someone out there that's talking about the giants, talking about the giants when there's other people out there saying, look how big the grapes are. You know, it was hard to start this church, and I'm not going to dwell on that. We started it, and they tell you if you can, if you can make it through a year, and you're gonna, you, you can make it. You, you might can make it. And if you make it through two years, then, then you might can make it a, a little bit further. And I was talking to Lee this morning, and he opened up his gym almost a year ago. And they say if you can make it through a first year, then you can make it. 90% of businesses close down the first year. Am I right, Clay? 90%. They don't, they don't make it. And, and um, I sit a lot with Randy and talk about entrepreneurship a lot with him also. And these guys that are these business owners in here today. But I realize this, that if you can make it every year, you, you, you might can make it a little bit further. You might can make it a little bit further. There's always someone talking about the opportunity. But when you're talking about the opportunity, there's always someone talking about the opposition. Ten guys, no, 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 two, only two guys were saying, hey, we can do this. We can do this. Here's the second thing. This one's the most, imp this is important. Big team, big dream. Or big dream, big team, vice versa. Big dream, big team. I went to Derek's office this week and I studied my sermon. I'm like, man, I, I remember when we used to do roofs for fun and now it's a business. I see all these cars there, Derek. I get there, and I see all these, all these dumpster cans. I'm like, these guys are ridiculous. I walk into the office, and I was, I was looking at Derek's office, and I'm like, I'm just going to sit in here. This office just feels good. Like, I realize this. They, you got to, this team is big, and I walk into the office. That was outside. I walk inside, and there's, there's two receptionists in there. I walk around the corner, and my sister's around the corner, and I don't even know. She wasn't even working, Derek. I don't know what she was doing, but I would just check in on that. And um, 
I'm just kidding. She's gonna. She's taking my kids this afternoon. I don't. I shouldn't have said that. She was working, or at least she was on her phone, and, and Facebook counts as working. And so, no, I'm just kidding. She was on a phone call. I'm kidding. Oh, I feel bad already. Um, I'm over it. Um, but here's what I want you to know: big dream, big stinking team. Our we have a dream team here, and it was you know we've lo- we've had 40 guys. That we had 30 or 40 people on that team. That team, you know, we've lost 20% of it, and and amidst of losing that 20%, we've we've grown up to almost 100 people on our dream team. And I realize this: the bigger the dream, the bigger the team. Here's what I want you to know: I was, I was listening to a guy the, a few weeks ago, um, Perry Noble. He he launched one of the fastest growing churches in America just a, just a, f- a few years back, and well over 10,000 people in attendance. And he said, I surveyed some of the greatest churches in America. He goes, I surveyed thousands of them. And, I, and I'm like, man, tell me what they did because I want to know, you know. And he said, you know what I found out about the greatest churches in America? He goes, yes, they have God in them. The greatest churches in America, they have God in them. But he said, the greatest churches in America have the greatest amount of leaders. The greatest churches that I've surveyed in America, they have the greatest amount of, amount of leaders. Big dreams require big teams. I want you to know this, for our church, where we're going, we need more teammates. Where we're headed and where we're going, what God's called for us to do, we need a bigger team. We need more linemen. We need more, we need more receivers. We need more centers. We need, we need more people on the team. If you're an entrepreneur, we need you. If you're in here today and you're like, I got one dollar in my bank account, we need you. If you got five bucks in your bank account, we need you. If you're like, I got no money in my bank account, we need you and, and maybe you, you need us. And uh, you, might, you might be here today and you may, be, you may be a great communicator. You may be able to speak a thousand words a minute like I do and you may be able to sound really, really eloquent. We need you. You may not be a great public speaker at all, and if you were on this stage, you would fall over and faint. We need you. We need everyone in between. You might be really black. You might be really white. We really need you. You might be really Republican. You might be really Democrat, and we need you. We need everyone here today. You, you, we need you here today. We need more people on our team. I'm trying to cover everybody. You're like, man, why is he doing that? Like, I'm trying to make sure you know that we need you here. We need you. Like, we don't, if, you, you know, if you think you look good, if you think you look bad, we need you here. If you can't figure out how to coordinate your, if you didn't know that your, your, your belt was supposed to match your, your, your pants, like, we need you here. We don't even care. Like, we need everyone here. We need you here. If you can fly a drone, we need you. If you can crash a drone, we need you. You know what I'm saying? He said you crashed it. You said no. I, I haven't got the full story yet, but we need you. If you don't like Krispy Kreme, we, don't need, we need you. If you like Dunkin', we need everyone in between. We need you here today because we have a big dream. Big dream, big dream. Big team, here's what I want you to know, that two was not enough to go right into the promised land. It wasn't. What you'll come to find out as you read the story further along, I was discussing this in my phone line, is that they went out there and they wandered some more. And you know what these guys did? They saw how great it could have been. They saw the grapes. They saw the milk. They saw the honey. And the ten guys like, no, 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 We don't want that. So they got back in their vehicle, if you will, and they began to wander some more. And if I'm Moses and I'm in heaven, I'm ticked off. Because you want to know what Moses did? Moses led these, this huge, huge crowd of people around. And he got them right to the doorstep, right to the threshold of going to the promised land. And I'm sure as soon as they would have walked in, Moses would have fell over and died. I lived a full life. But he didn't. He had to go out of there, and he had to walk. And eventually they get to the promised land. They do. I was talking to Diane about this. There was, there, there was two, Joshua and Caleb, that were the two spies. And Joshua took Moses' job. 
and Moses died, and Joshua led the people into the children of Israel. And, and when I say this, there was, there was 12 people. There was 12, there was 12. <laughs> it just felt right. It felt right. There was 12 people, 12 tribes. But only Joshua, the Bible, when you want to read this, only Joshua and Caleb made it in. The other tribes, are looking at the opposition, forfeited the opportunity of all their whole entire tribes. Because they were saying, oh, no, you guys can't do that. It's too big. Eh, it's, it's way too hard. I would have been really, really ticked off. Two wasn't enough. They needed 12. If 12 people said, yeah, let's go, they would have went. The one guy said, let's go now. Let's go now. We're ready now. Like, this, the time is now. Let's seize the moment. Like, we have this vision, and it, it's big, and we know that. And we, we have this team here, people, and we haven't. So they, got, they have this vision, and they have this team, but then they had to keep on walking. And I want you to know here today at our church, we don't want to keep on walking. We want to seize now. We, we, have, this, we have this vision to, to see more. And, and the reason why we want to see more is because we realize that there's a big God out there, and he, he really loves us. And, and his love is so big that he actually wants more people to experience his love. And they want to, God wants to see more lives change, and, and so their lives can be changed forever. God wants to do so much more in so many people's life. God wants to take so many people who are dead and make them come alive. He wants to see so many people who are hurt and broken and beat up, and he actually wants to heal them up a little bit and actually give them, make them a little bit whole, a little bit more healthy. God wants to do that with so many more people. Could you imagine taking your kids to Disney today, getting in your car and putting them in the, in, in the van and mine's clean. I just got it clean last week. I made the twins help me. It's just where I'm at. I'm making them help me. And, and um, they made the mess. They should clean it up, you know. And Could you imagine putting your kids in the car and, and taking them all the way out to Disney and you're like, Wes, they're three. That's child abuse. It is what it is. And um, get them all the way out to Disney and them seeing the sign. When my kids see the sign, they're like, oh, Disney, Disney. And get them all the way out there and they, now they're, they're, old, they're a little bit older and they like to get on the tram. I hate the tram. If anybody with a double stroller probably doesn't like the tram because it means you have to fold it. You have to hit the guy in front of you in the back of the head to put it in and, you know, he's always bigger than me, you know, and so, and I, and I hate that, but my wife, she wants to all, she, she wants us all right as a family, so we, I do it and I put them all in there and I fold it up and it's, it is, it is what it is. Get them all the way there to the, to the front and then say, hey, guys, you see that? That's the castle. Look how awesome. That's the castle. Isn't that awesome? And just inside the castle, that's where, that's where all the princesses live. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? Yeah, we're not going there. Get back in the car and we're going home. That, that's miserable. Some of you guys are like, when I'm a parent, I'm going to do that for fun. It might work, you know. <clears throat> Be silly. Or walk, hey, kids, come on. You see those balance house out there? Judah and Selah? Yeah. You see all those Christian donuts? Yeah, don't touch any of that stuff. You can't have it. You go sit and you go sit by yourself in the corner. They get all the way there and they missed it. And I'm just not one to let anyone miss out on Jesus in this city. It's been our goal since the very beginning. It's going to be our goal forward. And when we get there, we're not going to get there until we get to heaven. Like, we'll be done when we get to heaven. She's like, man, I don't know if we can do that. One of our core values here is we do work. We're going to work until Jesus comes. We're only going to celebrate for a little bit, and now I know why, Derek, but we're going <laughs> to celebrate for a little bit, and then we're going to go, and we're going to reach more people. So, hey, here's what we believe that God's called for us to do. He's called for us to reach a lot of people for Jesus, and we got to make more room out there. I brought these two barstools up there, and we've said us a lot at our church. Like, we want more people to come to the table. We, we, just, we just want it. We always want more we want, there's always a space at the table. Just, we just believe that's what God's called us to be, a church that lets more people come to the table. 
so we have to make room for that. You know, there's, there's times in churches and, 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 and church world is that sometimes when God speaks to you, you, you hear things and you're like, God, I don't think you, I don't think you heard that. I don't think you said that right. Can you repeat it? And what always stinks is when he repeats it and you actually hear him pretty clear. So I, so I got it. So as I'm beginning to, to launch this vision and God's vision, I sat with John Eric and talked to, to Pastor Dave and I, I called uh, Joey up and is one of our other uh, one of our other overseers and I called um, um, Joey up and I called Ed who lives in Texas and he'll be here in a minute. I'm like, hey man, God's given us this vision and, and I said, I, I think He's telling me to do this. I'm, I'm hoping I could call you guys and you guys could talk me out of it. It's kind of what I'm hoping for and and they were like, no, no, that's what he, that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. And so I'm excited to announce that in January 21st of next year, just a few short months, we are going to two services. We're going to have a 9 a.m. service, and we're going to have a 1045 service a.m. right in here, right in this building. And if you're excited about that, can you put your hands together and let me know that we can do this together. We can reach more people together. We have to make more space at the table so more people can come. And we're excited about that because if you're here today and you're like, man, Wes, I work my bottom off and I do a lot, you can come now. You can sit in at 9 a.m. and then you can come, you can serve at 9 a.m. or you can sit at 9 a.m. and then you can come to 1045, you can sit or serve, or you can do vice versa. You can come sit at 9 a.m. and then you can go serve at 1045 or you can come serve at 9 a.m. then you can go to 1045, but you're going to have two options to go to church. And we just believe this, and there's more people that want to come to church, but they would rather come at 9 a.m. So we're going to open this up, and we're going to open up a space for more people to come at 9 a.m. so they can hear about Jesus. And we don't believe that we're going to see 150 people saved in the next two years. We actually believe that we can see a lot more than that in the years in the days ahead because there's going to be more space. And so we're going to continue to open up more space. We're going to continue to open up more space. We're going to continue to open up more space. And I was talking to John Eric, and he's like, that's not big enough. I'm like, you're a jerk. You mind your own business. And he said, you need more. And so I went to Diana. I'm like, hey, John Eric said we have to have a bigger vision. And so I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome, a bigger vision. So here's what we're praying about. Um, here's what we're, we're going to ask you to pray with us. We believe that we're going to, right after we're in two services, we're praying and believing in, in 18, we're going to be able to announce to you guys an, another location. That's what we're praying for. You're like, Wes, you're stupid. I know. We're just believing that there's more places that aren't, that, that the gospel's not being preached, and we want to be there. We just believe that I, this, this past, just, just a few moments ago, I stood in the back, and Eric and, and Amarillo said, hey, I want to pray over you. And, and here's what God, and they always they speak a word to me most of the time. And, and they shared me what God showed them this week. And we pray. And, and they said, man, we know the enemy's going to come, come attack you. And I was like, man, that's, that's spot on with the message. Because I know there's new levels. There's new devils. And I also know this is, there's a big dream. There's a big dream. There's got to be a big, we got a big team. But here's what I want you guys to know is that there's a space for someone in this room here today to fill, fill a seat. There's a space for some of you guys to, to fill a seat. And so I, I wrote on this really simple. It's, this, is, this is my seat, and this is our dream team seat. I'm representing all of our dream team today. And this is our seat. We're already, we're already in it. But there's a seat for some more people in here today, in this room here today. You might have came here by accident. You might have came here today because you, you, you got a mailer, and a flyer in the mailer. And, and you, you might have got invited by someone at the gas station. And you might have went to go put your credit card in the credit card reader and realized there was a Hope Church thing in there. That was me. It's fine. But you might have took it out of there and said, oh, there's an invite card. I'll put those invite cards anywhere. And I'm embarrassed to tell you I've been out to, I've been out to eat with Joe the last two times. And Joe's like, hey, invite him to church. I'm like, why aren't I telling Joe to invite him to church? Joe's telling me the last two times we ate together, it both happened to be at Ale House as well. And it's just it's something about that. And so he's like, hey, invite them to church. And I just believe that if we do our part, we can do more. We can, all, we can do so much more if you guys jumped in with us. We can reach so many more people if everyone left here today say, listen, I'm all in. So what do we need? We need you. 
that's pretty eloquent, right? We need you. We need you. And I'll be honest in here today, I, I wanted to just start, there's about 20 of you guys in here today that God's put your name on my heart. I wanted to start telling you what your name is so you can know that he, he wants you. You're like, Wes, you're ridiculous. I know I'm ridiculous. That's why I'm up here. You know, it takes a little bit of ridiculousness to be up here. There's about 25 of you guys. If you jump on our team, we could do way more. I'm just believing next year, in, in, this, in this next coming days ahead, God's going to do so much more than we can imagine or think, immeasurably more. And I just believe he's going to do it if we all do it together. So we need you. Number one, we need you. Number two, if you're here today and you said, Wes, I'm in, I'm going to give you the clear next steps right now. We need you. We need you to come next week to come to church like you normally come to church. We're kicking off a brand new series. It's going to be awesome. It's called Ghost Stories, and it's going to help you. It's going to help you grow. It's going to be incredible. We need you to come next week. And then right after church next week, we need you to go to our, what's called our next steps. And there's a step one. There's a step two. It's right after church. We'll provide child care, and we'll, we'll feed you guys. It's low-carb pizza and um, sandwiches with lots of bread, extra bread. And uh, it's not keto um, but it's, it's, it's going to taste good, you know. We just believe this. The Bible says, taste and see the Lord is good. The food ought to be good, too, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to eat pizza, and the next two weeks, we need you to come be a part of that. And we need you to come let us know you're going to be there. That's what we need you to do. And then the third thing, you're like, hey, Wes, I'm going to be there. I'm all in. We need you to come October the 15th to the Volleys. To the Volleys. It's our volunteer award show. And it's our first ever volleys. It happens, it, it happens October 15th. We've rented out a venue. We're going to cater and a meal for you guys. We're going to encourage you. We're going to let you guys let you guys know how to be more involved and how we're going to how we're going to unpackage this thing. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be incredible. And you're not going to want to miss it because I'll let you guys know this. We're going to go, and we're going to do more. And the guys that go with us, they're going to walk into the promised land. And we don't want anyone here today to miss out on what God was going to do. We don't want anyone to miss on what God's going to do because he's going to do something. And he's not just going to do something inside our church. He's going to do something inside your heart. I was talking with a sweet lady here today, and, and I'm done. Hey, let's stand to our feet because if, if you don't stand up, I'll keep preaching. I got a week off a few weeks ago, and it's like it just that second sermon's coming. I was talking with a friend of mine in the back. I said, listen, I'll, I promise you this will help you. You quit focusing on your problem and start focusing on some other people. That'll make your problem be a lot less smaller. Start helping some people. Start encouraging some people. Start loving some people. Start being generous with your time. Start being generous with your efforts. Start doing that. I guarantee you it'll make your problems a lot less smaller. There's a lot of people out there that have a lot worse than what we do. I said, let's start helping some people. So I want to invite you, hey, man, let's, let's do this together. Let's be, a part of, let's be a part of today. Today's a defining moment for so many people. Let's, let's, make a, let's make a motion today. Let's put a stick on that. Hey, we're going to do something incredible. We're going to be part of the greater things that are yet to be done in this city. We're going to be part of the best yet to come. That's for me today, Wes. I'm going to be part of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give people a seat to come hear about Jesus in here. They're gonna, they can have my seat, Wes. I'll stand up in the back so people can hear about Jesus. I'm going to do that. I'm going to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.